Now we gotta go to his home. Now, who are you? I'm James O'Keefe with OMG. Okay, if what you're asking is, am I in favor of somebody getting to the bottom of all this? Yes. That's what we intend to do. He didn't miss a beat. James O'Keefe is back promising a drop today or tomorrow about Democrat harvesting. Not of organs, not of ballots, but of donations. See a scar on head. Now stop with me. Whoa, I think we're on to something, folks. Wow, did that just happen? I wish I could have donated $18,000 to Biden's presidency. All right, that was yesterday. Today, we should be seeing this drop from James O'Keefe and his new O'Keefe Media Group, OMG, coming strong right out the gate. Looks like he's going to be exposing the massive Democrat network of millions of dollars in illegal uh, donation harvesting, hundreds of thousands of illegal drops crossing numerous states. So they try to cancel him and he comes out uh, stronger than ever. Much success to James O'Keefe and his new venture. Now, folks, let's talk about another dink. Raid, visit, 16 ATF, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives, agents visited Adventure Outdoors in Smyrna, Georgia. By the way, alcohol is legal, tobacco is legal, firearms are protected by the Second Amendment. Why the hell do we even need an ATF? I don't know. Color me constitutionalist. And guess what? You don't have to drink alcohol, smoke tobacco, or have a firearm. That's what freedom is all about. But here we go. The ATF agents were there to conduct a routine inspection of this gun dealer. This was on Monday, the same day that a non-binary school shooter in Nashville, Tennessee, with a manifesto, killed three nine-year-olds and three 60-year-olds, including a black male. Just thought I'd throw that in there because, you know, we're supposed to totally fawn and love and just appreciate the pride of anyone who is non-binary. It'll be interesting to see how the Alphabet Q Plus community handles one of their own being responsible for the murder of six people. The same day that happened, this raid happened, but guess what? Marjorie Taylor Greene was there to protest this ridiculous raid on a longtime, well-established, law-abiding gun shop in Georgia. Yeah. That's why it seemed like it was a long How long y'all been, been in business? For, year, for, for decades. 25 years? 45 years. 45 years. 45 years. This is not a new business. 45 years. Their FFL was renewed in September. Okay. So this 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 is a flagship type of this, this business. Their flagship, these owners, I mean, they have basically set the standard on the four-check system, which makes it completely, it, it's very odd for them to be treated this way, or hopefully they're not okay. being treated no, this way. 
Now, the ATF is saying this is a routine visit. Others are calling a raid. MTG tweeted out, Members of our Georgia delegation were present for an unprecedented ATF inspection at longtime and well-respected Adventure Outdoors in Smyrna, Georgia. After we questioned their motives and informed them of oversight and Republican-controlled appropriations, they all left. (laughs) The power of the purse. Very interesting. So if we get uh, any more information, uh, we do know that there were 16 agents from various states that showed up. So there you have it. Second Amendment means nothing to these people. Actually, it does mean some of these people. They're trying to destroy it. Now, coming out of Nashville, we're learning this. Okay, first of all, to bring you up to speed, 28-year-old Audrey Hale killed, as of right now, I think that's the final count, six people. Uh, three nine-year-olds, Evelyn uh, Dieckhaus, Hallie Scruggs, and William Kinney. I believe Hallie was the daughter of a minister. And the three adults were Cynthia Peak, 61, head of school Catherine Kuntz, 60, and custodian Mike Hill, 61. And Mike Hill, I believe, is the black gentleman. And I only mention this because we have, once again, a non-binary person committing these crimes, and one of the victims is black. Let's see if race and non-binary play into this. I'm mentioning it because I want you to be aware of the facts. And so let's see if it gets twisted. Now, here is <laughs> uh, Nashville police said that Hale, a former student at Covenant School, arrived at the campus in a Honda Fit and was armed with three guns. These weapons were two AR-type weapons and a pistol. There has been surveillance video, folks. I'm not going to show it here. Uh, of so like It shows Hale holding a rifle and wearing camo pants and a red cap as she, he enters the building. Now, Nashville Police Chief has confirmed that Audrey Hill, uh, Audrey Hale identifies as a transmission specialist and suggests that her uh, transfer case identity played a role, saying, quote, we have a manifesto and a map of how all of this was going to play out. And he confirms, and then he's confirmed that, and he suggests that maybe her transfer student identity may have played a role. So I didn't hear you say that again, sir. Is there any reason to believe that how she identifies is has any motive for targeting the school? Uh, we can give you that at a later time. There is uh, some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly, we'll let you know. So was this a targeted attack? It was. Some will remember a time when this was considered a mental illness and not celebrated and was dealt with accordingly or was treated accordingly. Police uh, Chief Mike Drake told NBC Nightly News with Lesser Halt that Hale, quote, had some resentment for having to go to the Covenant School. Okay. Now this is where the story gets strange. The mother of Audrey Hale feverishly campaigned for gun control and had some Facebook posts calling for gun restrictions. 
make large capacity gun magazines illegal. And then this one is a sad irony. She also had posted on Facebook, signed the uh, the petition to keep guns out of schools. Trump wants to allow educators to carry guns in schools. Sign our petition to keep them out. Imagine if there had been one of the teachers in that classroom had been armed when Audrey Haley came in. So I didn't hear you say that again, sir. Is there any reason to believe that how she identifies is has any motive for targeting the school? 100% fed up. Gives a quick breakdown, folks. Uh, again, I told you, here's Hallie Scruggs with her um, her dad. Chad Scruggs is a pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville. And that's his uh, nine-year-old daughter, Hallie. That was one of the victims. Um, and then these were the, uh, the teachers, Dr. Catherine Kuntz, Hill, the uh, black gentleman who was a custodian, and the other teacher. Now, here's what's very interesting. Uh, the shooter was uh, an artist on Instagram. They had an account called Creative Aiden, which has now been deleted, where they identified as he, him. And DC Dranos uh, said, here's a sample of the art from Hale's website. Work and no play. Wendy, I'm home. Red rum, red rum. If you're not familiar, that is a reference to The Shining. Oh, work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. Remember, he's uh, writing that. If you've read the book or, or, or seen the movie. Red rum, red rum, red rum, which of course is murder backwards. Here's Johnny. So... References to snapping and trying to kill your family, which we saw in The Shining. And Audrey Hale quoted an art website saying, there's a childlike part about me that loves to go play in the playground. So the police have found a manifesto left behind by Hale. So it shows that the the shooting was premeditated. And as I showed you the clip, the police are working on a theory that perhaps... Hale's attack was motivated by her transfer student identity. Now, I don't want to... People have died here. This really happened. I don't want anyone going, oh, this, this really happened. This person really did shoot and kill these people. But isn't it interesting how they continue the narrative of violent domestic terrorists being ultra right, ultra MAGA people but we have the shooting this the shooting that took place of a transfer student uh, by a transfer student we had the other uh, shooting on that parade uh by another leftist who was dressed as a uh was was in a a male that was in a dress and yet we are the intolerant people when we lovingly realize that these people have a problem and need help. The other side says, no, just accept them as they are. Well, as Christians, we love everyone. But if there's a problem, it needs to be addressed. And here we are, people who are mentally unstable on the left side of the aisle, actually committing the heinous crimes that Joe Biden and the Marxists 
with their false narrative, want to blame on alt-right, ultra-MAGA people. It'll never end, folks. It'll never end. The false narratives, that is. Speaking of violence and mental illness, a staffer for the great senator from Kentucky, Rand Paul, one of his, stabber, uh, one of his staffers was stabbed multiple times with a knife in broad daylight. This happened in the cesspool known as Washington, D.C. over the weekend. And the news of the stabbing, uh, we just got word of it uh, Monday afternoon is when the story broke. The, the, uh, the staffer is alive is alive, thank God. According to charging documents, the victim was attacked at random after leaving Seoul Mexican Grill. The suspect uh, reportedly told the police the voices in his head told him to do it. Federal Bureau of Prisons records show Neil was released from prison on Friday, the day before the stabbing. He had spent 12 years behind bars for compelling two North Carolina women engage in prostitution through the use of threats. So I guess he was a, a pimp and now he's an attempted murderer. It was a knife attack, by the way, in broad daylight in D.C. You know how you stay safe? Get the hell out of blue cities. Yesterday, by the way, Silicon Valley Bank opened up and it's now First Citizens uh, Bank. The First Citizens buys failed lender Silicon Valley. The FDIC, uh, FDIC, why can't I read that today? The FDIC stated that it had entered an agreement with the Raleigh, North Carolina-based First Citizens Bank to purchase all SVB deposits and loans currently held by a special purpose entity called Silicon Valley Bank. So as of yesterday, Silicon Valley Bank is uh, First Citizens Bank. It's going to take a while. Everyone's supposed to just still use their same branches. SVB people use their same branches. And the uh, First Citizens Bank customers use their respective branches until they fully merge them in and bring them together. And if you're banking with First Citizens Bank, don't worry. According to the FDIC, you're still insured up to your cap. No need to worry that they took on a, that your bank now owns a failed institution. All right, so we are in 2023 and something that President Trump did in 2018 continues to live on with a win at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court yesterday decided not to take up yet another challenge to the steel import tariff that Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, imposed in 2018 which was done on U.S. national security grounds. The tariffs had gone into effect on March 1st, 2018. It was a 20, if you recall, it was a 25% tariff on imported steels for most countries. There were a few that were exempted, there were allies. And there was a 10% tariff on imported aluminum. The next day after imposing this tariff, President Trump wrote on Twitter, when a country, USA, is losing Many billions of dollars on trade with virtually every country it does business with. Trade wars are good and easy to win. Example, when we are down $100 billion with a certain country and they get cute, don't trade anymore. We win big. It's easy. <laughs> I do miss Trump. Sorely miss Trump in the White House. Can't wait to have him back. 
Trump cited Section 232 of the Trade Act of 1962, which permitted the president to impose restrictions on the importation of goods deemed essential to national security. He said at the time that the tariffs were needed to bolster the production of airplanes, ships, and military materials with U.S. steel. The tariffs created tension with some U.S. allies, but like I said, some of them were exempted from the policy. Now, what the Supreme Court did is they turned away the, peti the petition of USP Holdings. The court uh, just dismissed it. They turned it away. They didn't give an explanation for its decisions. But check this out. No justice dissented from the order. So all of the justices, even the leftist ones, even crazy uh, and low IQ, Sotomayor and Katanji Brown Jackson, went along with this and uh, said, no, we need to, th this is fine. This is fine. And I'm not going to go through all the uh, mumbo jumbo on it, but this is not the first challenge. Uh, there was a challenge to it. If President uh, Trump had the authority as a final agency and they went, they went through like little process, things like that to stop it, but it has been upheld. And interestingly enough, the U.S. Department of Justice declined to comment on the new ruling. And for the most part, the Biden administration was uh, didn't challenge it. They were fine keeping those tariffs that President Trump had put on. One of the few things that the Biden administration didn't try to, to topple. Very interesting indeed. Now, we have something else legally that the Biden administration is involved in. Joe Biden's administration has been hit with a class action lawsuit over how the president and other top officials pressured big tech to censor users. Lawyer Robert F. Kennedy Jr., his group Children's Health Defense, and Louisiana resident Connie uh, Sam Pognaro brought their suit in U.S. court in Louisiana against Biden and top officials like the Surgeon General, Homeland Security, and a White House assistant. The pressures the officials and their agencies brought to bear against Twitter and other big tech companies to crack down on alleged mis- and disinformation, and then including targeting Kennedy personally, vice the, violates the U.S. Constitution's First Amendment. That's what the new suit is about. It is a First Amendment argument. Cool. It is well established that the government violates the Constitution if it uses coercive threats to induce private parties to censor protected speech or if it engages in collusive joint action with private parties to violate the First Amendment. So let's see where this suit goes. Of course, this has to do with the virus, uh, the pandemic, etc. Let's get back to President Trump news and let's stay in the courts. We have a lot of legal news today. A judge presiding over the Fulton County Special Grand Jury that is considering charges in connection with efforts of President Trump in 2020 has ordered District Attorney Fannie Willis, a Democrat, to reply to President Trump's petition to quash the jury's proceedings. On March 27th, Fulton Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney instructed Willis's office, that was yesterday, to reply to Trump's March 20th request that seeks the disqualification of the District Attorney's office from any further investigation into or prosecution of such alleged interference. If you recall, they were looking into a RICO, and I, I say if you recall because I reported on this last week, they're looking into a RICO 
violation against President Trump because they say President Trump wasn't a citizen and isn't a citizen of Georgia and him coming in at the a, at the end of 2020 with his allegations and and speaking to Brat Rat Bastardberger the Secretary of State and also asking for investigations into some alleged actions at the uh, end of 2020 in Georgia constituted some sort of conspiracy and therefore President Trump uh, could be or should be indicted on a RICO statute. But it's been a week later and the DA has not responded to Trump's petition to quash the entire thing. So now the judge presiding over the grand jury, um, now we have this, that they have been instructed to respond. Isn't it funny how leftists and Marxists in law enforcement and in the judicial system can totally ignore the law, but President Trump's people uh, push back using executive privilege, which is sound legal theory, and other things to push back against the J6 uh, subcommittee, which wasn't even a legitimate committee, and they get arrested, like Steve Bannon and others. Just in case you weren't aware, we have a two-tier justice system. And now let's uh, end with a little bit of good news here. The House of Representatives unanimously, which means both Republicans and Democrats, have passed a bill which strips communist China of its international status as a developing nation. About damn time. The House of Representatives has passed a bipartisan bill to strip communist China of its international status as a developing nation, thereby limiting the regime's access to certain aid from the United States and other nations. As I reported quite a bit um, during President Trump's first term at the World Bank, President Trump had put in a brilliant David uh, Milpas, and they were he was limiting China's access to money that the international community was giving at low interest rates to China was borrowing money from here to build up their economy and surpass everybody under these uh, ridiculous recognition that China was a poor developing country. Now, there's a lot of poor people in China. That's how Marxism works. You have the elitist class, which is the government and the government playing favorites, which, of course, you get in a communist country where the government controls means of production. And then everyone else suffers below as serfs, poor people, and peasants. And then they also starve and kill off the population to be able to, con- to control them. Yet China all this time was having, develop- uh, was having developing nation stat- status. H.R. 1107, known uh, colloquially as a PRC is non-developing country act, aims to ensure that China's communist regime does not receive any of the preferential treatment in international treaties, agreements, and organizations that might otherwise be afforded to a developing nation. The bill passed 415 to 0. There was 20 representatives not voting and is now going to go to the Senate. I wonder if China Joe, though, will actually sign it. Okay, thanks for being here, folks. Uh, Didn't introduce myself, but I hope you know that my name is James, a.k.a. Black Sort of Patriot, bringing you real news every day, generally twice a day. 
please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We also have a sister channel called the BCP Report. Links to everything I'm mentioning are down below. This is where my daughter reports the news. No commentary. She just gives you the facts. Uh, there's an, an episode coming up about an hour or two after this episode. So make sure you check it out. And also check out my other show, BCP Unfiltered. Just dropped season three, uh, episode 11 yesterday. Uh, you want to check that out. You'll see why it's called BCP Unfiltered. You can check that out at therealbcp.com or you can go over to bcpextras.com or you can catch it on Spotify in video format or you can listen to it as a podcast on all the major podcast platforms by going to bcppodcast.com. Until much later today when I'll come back again with breaking news. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.